everyone. You are listening to Omnitox Retail Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Avalara, Williot, TGW, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally and currently ranked number one podcast in all of retail by Feedspot, the Retail Fast Five is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is February 7th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Ann Mazinga. And I think I'm your other host, Chris Walton. Yes, you are. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to claim you as host after the little, like, dancing shenanigans oh, that you were doing next to for me. For those listening, I'm dancing. But yes, um, it's a shake. good thing. This Can't is, get the this shake is out of those, my rump, man. This is one of those times when they say you have a face for radio, we're Chris. We're you have dances uh, for radio. Oh, I got a face for radio, too, Ann. But um, we're live at Manifest, and it's a, it's a party here. We are. We are here once again to discuss how the, the most important headlines from the past week will highlight how the physical, digital, and human elements of retail are coming together to shape the future. And well this, done. This time we're talking about manifest and logistics and supply chain and all things in and around that topic. Let me ask you a question. This is really important. Probably the most important question I'm going to ask you through this entire podcast. Oh my God. This is already, this podcast has gone wrong. We're at Manifest. Yes. Yes, we are. Do you think you are now a who's who in supply chain and logistics since you are at the who's who in supply chain and logistics conference? I don't think I would say I'm a who's who. No. I would say I'm just here. I just work here. Do you know what's hard for me is how to actually spell who's who? Like, Every time I linked in when I have to write that, it's like impossible. It's like who apostrophe S and yep. I want to write who's who, like H H W H O S W H O S E. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. I don't I don't know that I feel like a who's who yet either. Or Horton here's a who oh my that God. also comes oh into my play. God, Chris, but all get right. it on the rails. <laughs> get it on uh, the rails. All right, well let's get this show going. So do we have any announcements this week? I believe we have a very important announcement, right? Yes, we absolutely do. So it's that time of the month, Chris. <laughs> What time of the month is it? It is. It's that time of the month. Our listeners don't want any more information other than it's Omnistar Day on the Omnitalk Retail Podcast. Um, We are doing this in partnership with our friends at Corso, whose AI co-pilot coaches retail leaders to optimize store performance at every level and helps transform retail operations from data overload into data powered. Big topic here at Manifest. That's right, it is. Um, and we are excited to give this month's Omnistar Award to da, 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 da. Michael Kabari. <laughs> oh that, that was an awful drum roll. It was awful. <laughs> it was awful. The chief sustainability officer at Starbucks, who is not awful, because yes. he played no, super an cool. instrumental role in one of the coolest headlines we've talked about, coolest experiences I've had, and people are still talking about, which is the rollout of the Starbucks reusable cup program within the Starbucks ecosystem of ordering ecosystem 100 we i went to my inside connections at starbucks and i was like who is in charge of this like who deserves the credit for this and, yeah and they told me they said you need to talk to michael and so we are sing- singling out michael for his effort on that because you know you we joked right we joked last year we didn't have the sustainability award like the the most sustainable sustainability initiative yes. by a retailer and this by far and away is the number one leading contender Easily. for that award in 2024 so Easily. kudos to michael and everyone at the starbucks team that probably worked with him on that project to make that happen yeah they probably had to drink a lot of coffee you had to go through a lot of tests with that a lot of those tall canisters filled with coffee that probably wasn't they quite probably, right they, but man is it right yeah. right now but that's a job that i would want and 
that's a job that I, I think suppose, I think yeah. I could be up to that task of sure. tasting a lot of coffee. Especially now. Yeah. Now I could use that yeah. jolt. I need I need sure. I actually need a Starbucks right now too. Shout out to Starbucks. All right. Chris, it's time. It's, Let's get to the it's headlines. It's time for the headlines. All right, Ann, but you know, before we get to the headlines, oh Ann. Oh boy. I want to take a moment and I'm gonna do this differently because today I want to formally address our lovely listeners at home, and I'm gonna do this in my best NPR style voice. Are you ready? Are you I, ready for this, I Ann? I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening to this podcast, it's safe to say you're pretty invested in your career in retail. Are you constipated you're or probably, is this your NPR voice? I think an NPR announcer kind of sounds constipated in general, right? You probably already know Shop Talk would be the best retail conference to attend this year and that we're going to be there. So what are you waiting for? That's the question I have for you. We're keeping it short and sweet this week because if you're listening to this podcast, it should really be a no-brainer. Yes. So join me in Las Vegas in March at what some would call retail's Super Bowl. The real retail Super Bowl that is only six weeks away. I can't believe Prices it. go up again. This I know, right? Yeah. Six weeks away. We'll be back here in Vegas. In Vegas, yes. Yes, with a stop in Palm Springs At in between. At this point in time, we should probably have like... Yeah. yeah, why don't we have a timeshare? We All need right. a timeshare. But anyway, anyway, prices go up this Friday, and their free VIP t- ticket program closes then as well. And brands can use code OMNITALK, O-M-N-I-T-A-L-K, to save an extra 10% off current rates. Retailers and brands can save using our code. Head to shoptalk.com and book your ticket now. Yes. In today's Fast Five, we've got news on all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, also said as. Vegas is taking a toll on you, Yeah, it is, man. Three days of Vegas is rough. Aldi debuting a new automated checkout store with Grabango that is just outside mm-hmm. of Chicago. Yes. Zach Posen being named creative director at Gap Inc. Correct. Lowe's and J Crew getting on the Apple Vision Pro bandwagon. I know Ann's excited to talk about that. Who isn't? And GoPuff doing late night deliveries for Starbucks. But Ann, we begin today with big news out of Walmart, which can be only summed up with... Out of Amazon. Out of Amazon. Oh, out of Amazon. What did I say? You said Walmart. Walmart. Okay. I'm so used to saying Walmart. Big news out of Amazon, which can only be summed up with the following words, and Woof! Woof! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Headline number one. <laughs> I don't understand why Woof is part of this, but, Chris, Amazon has launched Rufus. Rufus! Rufus! What do you, if somebody says the name Rufus, what is the first thing you think of? Wainwright? the singer oh my god really wow i don't yes. even know who that is but i think of a dog you don't think of a dog i don't i guess wow all right i think so, of a dog I'm sure some listeners so uh, do. listeners let us know do you think of rufus wainwright or a dog yes yeah sure that's that's sure. fun that's fun to share with us sure sure share that in the comments um okay according to chain storage rufus is a generative ai based expert shopping assistant not a dog Trained on Amazon's product catalog, customer reviews, community Q&As, and information from across the web to answer customer questions on topics such as shopping needs, products, and comparisons. It will also make recommendations based on conversational contexts that facilitate product discovery within the mainstream Amazon shopping experience. Rufus launched Thursday, February 1st in beta to a small subset of customers in Amazon's mobile app and will progressively roll out to additional U.S. customers in the coming weeks. Chris, um, we are going to start off hot today, which you already are, uh, <laughs> with the A&M put you on the spot question right out shots the fired, gate. Shots fired. Right out the gate. Uh, Chris, A&M wants to know if Rufus can answer customer questions that directly address product comparisons and other customer journey shopping needs, how might this technology position Amazon against Google uh, in product search capabilities and traffic? Oh my God. And it's... <laughs> 
It's the third day of Vegas. Like, man, that's a heavy You're question. Have to dial it in. Man. Jared, Can't be squirrely. You got Jared, just Chad, Kelly. I'm keeping note of this one because I'm going to get back at you. There's going to be retribution for this question, man, because my head hurts just thinking you about think this. You think they'd have thrown us like a multiple choice like they did Ben Miller last yeah. week. Or a bone, keeping with the dog theme of Rufus. Oh, my God. All right, but here. Anyway, it's a fabulous question, and my answer directly is I don't think it, I don't think it threatens Google at all, really. Okay. Um, and I think what it signifies to me is that the SEO game in particular yes. is going to be transformed radically through AI. And so that means, in turn, that I think the true content authorities when it comes to commerce, mm -hmm. of which I would include Google itself in that discussion, which yep. is a really important point, they will benefit the most from generative AI. And so what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, like, say, say I'm Amazon, and I can answer all the commonly searched questions on Google. Mm -hmm. Well, then I will rank higher on Google for SEO. That's yep. just a natural thing. Yep. Same goes for any retailer with category expertise, right? And so, but the other interesting point is that Google can also develop new commerce extensions off AI as well, being that they're already the place that houses most of that information. Yeah. So I see this more as a defensive move by Amazon against Google yeah. as opposed to an actual threat to Google's territory from Amazon. But yeah. I think it means that the best authorities on content will become stronger. So this generative AI bodes well for the Walmarts, the Targets, the Best Buys of the world, the category killers that really dominate the space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that I would distill it down to what you said. Like, this is SEO on steroids with generative AI, powered by AI. And I think you and I are all in on this as oh, a concept. 100%. I mean, it just is a no-brainer. This, as you also said, allows Amazon products to perform better on Google too. Like the mm -hmm. more information that you have that you're pulling, that you're using real language to define real questions that people are searching on Google when they're looking for things. So whether it's Google products, and we know their shopping team is working hard on this, or it's Amazon products, they're still gonna show up better. I think retailers, like you said, need to be paying attention to this. If Amazon's investing heavily in this, you need to be thinking about how you're boosting, because SEO on its own, I don't think is going to be as powerful anymore. If you want to be the one that was returned be hard to first, yeah, you need to start looking at that. We we posted about Own It, a company that we, yep. um, we are advising for, who also is allowing other retailers who are not named Amazon to use this technology. So I encourage you to check it out. I think lastly, though, the yeah. one, one thing I'd add, Chris, is that yeah. I still think that we're not at a point where consumers are used to going and typing those questions into 100%. Amazon. So I think you still have Google that's going to kind of be Trump that and has that opportunity right now until the consumer behavior shifts, which Amazon's doing. They're giving you a pop-up. They're trying to get you to ask, like, what's the best running shoe for me? But right now, consumers are not used to doing that. A hundred percent, and that's exactly right. Like that's, and that's why I think it's a behind-the-scenes content play for SEO. And the other point too is, let's not forget, Walmart debuted this exact same announcement at CES like two weeks ago. Right. And so it's another shot across the bow in that continuing war in terms of who's doing what. But you're right; no one knows what this is going to look like, and the UI has not gotten to the point yet where we understand what right. that needs to look like in the long term. So, excellent point. All right, headline number two, all D. Aldi. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Has debuted a new automated checkout store just outside of Chicago. According to Grocery Dive, Aldi has installed its first fully automated checkout system called Aldi Go in the U.S. in partnership with technology firm Grabango, allowing shoppers to leave without scanning their items. Aldi began offering, offering 
the automated too much coffee this morning, again, as, you, as everyone listening probably already can tell. Aldi began offering the automated checkout service at the grocery store located at 2275 Galena Boulevard in Aurora, Illinois in November. And to use the service, shoppers need to install a mobile app from Grabango and select a credit card to cover the cost of their purchases. Mm -hmm. Customers who opt to use the Aldi Go system bypass the store's traditional checkout counters and stop instead at a touchscreen equipped kiosk to close out their transactions with the swipe of a smartphone. And my question for you is this, it's pretty straightforward. How big is this announcement in the ongoing evolution of checkout free retail? I mean, look, I think you have to give Aldi kudos for being one of the first in the US to deploy this, the first major chain yeah. to deploy this in the US for US consumers. Um, I think it's really exciting. I don't love the mandatory app download for this experience at the beginning. Like I, I think that going the hybrid route of allowing people to do their credit cards or the app or like giving them a few oh, options or, or being able to walk in right. and choose at the, at the at end the of end. the trip. Like that's something to me that I still feel like to get people over the hurdle. That's a great point. I think that that makes sense. I didn't even it think also about that. goes against what all these core principles are for why they can be an affordable grocer is that they keep staffing low. They like their bare minimum. And now if I as Aldi have to staff somebody at the front to help download that, like what gets left behind in the experience, or you know, is it going to be a sustainable thing that you can start to scale out beyond that one store? So that's those are like my initial feelings on it. But yeah, I mean. Way to go, Grabango! Like at Grabango and Aldi, like you, you're the first to put this into market. Yeah, so. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I, those are really awesome points. I mean, I, I, I think I fundamentally agree. I do have some questions about this though, because, well, one thing, one thing I found that makes this, I think, a very important milestone in the evolution is I, I asked Grabango yesterday. It's like, how big is this store? Yeah. Because I couldn't find that in any of the reporting. And I was told it's roughly the size of an average uh, Aldi store. And I was told okay. that's about 15,000 square feet, mm, give or take. Wow. So that's big. Yeah. That's a big deployment. And the other point about this, too, is Gerbango, if you remember, they only use cameras. Right. So, no which is sensors. much yep. less capital intensive mm -hmm. uh, operation or requires less capital to put computer vision checkout into play. So that that's... That's big, you know, when you yeah. think about this in the, in the landscape. And being the first in the U.S. at that size and scale with cameras only is that's a pretty big thing. So the question I have, though, Ann, because you made me think about it, too, is I think it's interesting that this store's been open since November, mm -hmm. and we're only hearing about it in February. Sure. And then also, Grabango and all the executives, when asked to comment on it, they didn't comment. Which I think is, uh, yeah. on the, uh, we're asked to comment on the extent you of the partnership. You got the inside scoop. You, yeah. got, you got more information well, no, than. That was in the article. That part was in the article. I know. Right? I'm saying, yeah. like, you you scooped Grocery Dive. You found out more <laughs> details than they could get from them. Well, so. yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that was more just, like, what questions do you ask, yes, too, right? right? But, like, um, but they didn't comment on the partnership, which I thought was unique. And so, like, it makes me wonder if this kind of leaked out more so than people yeah. lying it out, which also makes me wonder, because Aldi. Heavy, ca I imagine probably still a heavy cash base in their customer mm -hmm. in terms of who's shopping there. Yeah. Probably a heavy relative amount of cash being used. And so I wonder how much usage is actually going through the automated system in this store in Chicago. Right. But hell, it's a great first effort. And to be publicly talking about it in some way is a huge milestone. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to headline number three. Two words, Chris. Zach. Posen. Zach Posen. According to a Gap Inc. press release, Zach Posen has been named EVP and Creative Director of Gap Inc. 
and chief creative officer at Old Navy. Posen is, quote, an award-winning creator and entrepreneur, celebrated for his technical excellence and body-positive designs. Over 25 years, his extensive career has included red carpet couture, ready-to-wear accessories, costume design, and more, end quote. All, all things that Gap does, right? Mm-hmm. Couture, mm. costume design? Yeah, first thing that comes to mind for me, um, As chief creative <laughs> officer of Old Navy, Posen's immediate focus will be leading design, merchandising, and marketing for the second largest apparel brand in the U.S. and Gap Inc.'s largest brand. As creative director of Gap Inc., Posen will also serve as a cultural curator and creative partner to newly appointed CEO Richard Dixon, Dick Dixon, by our, we call him Dick Dixon, our friend. Yes, yes. yes. Um, Chris... I don't even know where to start with this one. Really? What, what oh, are your so you're befuddled by this. Interesting. It sounds like it sounds like you're befuddled. I don't want to put words in your mouth. What are your we haven't th- talked about what this. What are your thoughts on this? That's a quite quite a, a large purview of, of responsibility for our friend Zach Posen, who occasionally dabbles on like rent uh what's the show? My God, I totally forgot. America's Next Top Model. No, it's the third day of it's the third day yeah. of Vegas. Well yeah. he's like oh no, yeah. he's like a celebrity judge on all yeah. these shows. Yeah, which is random. I actually just Brought a clot, a coat, a clot, a coat out of his closet. I hope I'm not having another clot. A coat out of his closet that he had from like an exclusive thing with Target back in the day. Oh, it was yes. random that this happened like the day after I did that. But my thoughts on this, Dan, are that it's super predictable. Really? And, yeah, and that yeah, 100. percent His wh- pick, his yeah, nomination. Yeah. Well, them going after somebody like this. Okay, I was gonna say because Zach Posen to me like that seems. I was kind of like. Where did they get his name from? Yeah, I, I, but I, I think it's just a super predictable move to go in this direction, right? Like, and I took a lot of flack for this when I talked to because Under Armour basically did the same thing with John Vervedos. Yeah, yep. And my thoughts are exactly the same. Like, I, my thing is like, yeah, so he's a big name, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fine. Is he that big of a name? I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm gonna, uh, I have some things yeah, to say yeah, about he's that. A, yeah. yeah, okay. But like, the big question for me, which I said with Barbados too, is like. What has he ever designed at mass? Right. You know, or, or what has he ever designed that isn't, that is actually, that is cheap? Right. Right? And, and does Old Navy really need this infusion? Yeah. Like, it seems kind of counterintuitive to me. So it seems like, if anything, it should be working more on Gap and Banana than on Old Navy. Yeah. I don't know who this strategy is for. I mean, I think you bring up good points. Like, you know, one, who is he? Is he well known? Sure, to you and I, but to Gen Z and Gen Alpha, they don't care about Zach Posen. That's I, not. Who I they, have no idea. That's not who's driving them. That's not like a name that's going to make make Gap relevant again or Old Navy relevant again. And then he did do a collaboration with Brooks Brothers a few years ago that tanked, like did not work well. So it leads me to believe like there's there could be some challenges here. Well, and that's the thing. Like there's also like the. You're overpaying for what you're getting here yeah. with all these people, like, yeah. and that's been a, 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 that's been true throughout the history of design partnerships like this. Like, yeah. I don't know that you need this talent in this way to do it. And the the real issue to me at Gap too is, is you need better merchandising. Yeah, you need a great chief merchant. Right. Because you can design what you want, but the merchants have to pick it. Right. And they have to buy it. At well, the right and cost. And he's, oh, he's overseen merchandising and creative and design, like all these things. Like that's, wow. a, that's a lot. I didn't realize, the, I didn't realize the merchandising part. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So like, and you need great operations too in the store. Mm-hmm. So like, and so my thing too, lastly is like, where I'm tired of the selfies, Ann. What? I'm what tired of, Ri- I'm this? tired of Richard Dixon's selfies. He oh, takes, he's okay. been in the job since August. Okay. 
He took another selfie with Zach Posey, and he's on LinkedIn every week with a selfie. And I'm like, when are we going to start to see things? And this move is not it to me. I don't get it. Well, I was trying to figure out maybe that's where he and Zach Posen met was like they started taking selfies together. But I did dig up. You're going to love this. I Well, first of all, I consulted my stylist friend who I, I go to who actually delivered this text to me early in the morning on Monday. It was like, hey, have yeah. you heard about Zach Posen's nomination? Ann Marshik, stylist Ann Marshik. And we were talking about this. Like, where did his name come from? There was a Barbie collaboration doll no of way. Zach Posen that I found. No uh, way. Yes. So I'm wondering if, oh, like, man. they connected back uh. in the day and Richard Dixon is just, like, bringing Has his an affinity team for him. in yeah. here. And it means something to him. But, again, it does not mean something to that next generation. Gap's real issue is relevancy. That's yeah. the problem here. And I just question if somebody with a high fashion pedigree, to your earlier point, can design for mass, especially with the old Navy brand too, yeah. like Gap, maybe you're throwing out lifelines here, like, but it didn't work with Kanye, who I, I would know. argue is like a bigger influencer in terms of the getting the next generation in. It didn't work with some of the other designers that they're doing, like Gap, just- Hasn't worked for other retailers that have tried it either. Right, you need to figure out who and what you are and what your position is in the market. That's the issue, and I don't know that paying somebody a bunch of money for a name is gonna be the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, the other point, I'd, last point I make too is, it feels really, this is starting to feel eerily similar to Paul Presser when he came over from Disney mm -hmm. in the early part of 2000, which I was there for, and I'm seeing the connection points. Like, it is vividly, starkly reminding me of that. Yeah. And so I'm like on the watch out now, and I need to see some real substance from the guy, yeah. from the new CEO. Yeah. All right, OmniTalk fans, remember, Ann and I will be at Etel e Palm Springs yes. this month on February 26th to 29th, celebrating Etel's 25th anniversary event. You can come to and for a discount. Yes. Retailers and e-com e professionals can use OmniTalk 20 for 20% 20 off your ticket. Hear from the people behind the best brands like Rode, Target, Vince, Liquid Death, PetSmart, and so many more. Go to etailpalmsprings.com to learn more. That's etailpalmsprings.com to learn more. Already California dreaming, Chris. You're already California dreaming? Oh, yeah. You're excited about this one, aren't I you? love it. I yeah. love this show. Yeah, and it's a fun show. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is a fun show. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to headline number four. Both Lowe's and Apple have launched new experiences on Apple's new Vision Pro headset. According to Chain Storage, the home improvement giant has debuted a new VR feature called, quote, Lowe's Style Studio that is controlled by a user's eyes and hands and offered via the app store. Hmm. Lowe's Style Studio allows customers to enter an immersive 3D kitchen scene where they can explore preset styles curated by Lowe's professional designers and customize hundreds of real-world materials, fixtures, and appliances all available at Lowe's.com or in store to fit their personal taste. And similarly, Anne, J. Crew is leveraging an existing partnership with the experiential commerce platform Obsess to launch the new, quote, J. Crew Virtual Closet app on the Apple Vision Pro. The new experience here allows users to shop J. Crew products in an interactive, ultra high definition 3D environment and utilizes SharePlay, a set of features for shared experiences while on a FaceTime call to enable customers to chat with J. Crew expert stylists or host group calls to get others' opinions. And Yes. Wow, I kind of started cracking up a little bit as reading as I was reading that. Is this just what you would? Uh, is this is this just like what you'd expect from kind of the in the moment Apple product launch brand hype, or is, does any of this any of these ideas I just shared with you have any real legs at all? Look, I 
think this is like a walks like the metaverse, talks like the metaverse situation. And I don't know that any of those experiences are worth investing $4,000 on a device to wear to have happen. As I a think consumer. As a consumer. Yeah. I think that you, you know, I'm very short on consumer experiences and long on the applications that this can approve for operations. I think just talking to people here about the benefit of having hands-free you know, capabilities for workers inside of a warehouse, like that's where this makes sense. And that's where the investment you know, of $4,000 may improve how you're able to you know, just go through your day-to-day in operations. I just, I don't think that we're going to see consumer adoption here for years to come. Like I still think we're way, way, way down the road. I would be investing more right now in a brand. I mean, yes, you're gonna dabble in this and do some designs and like just play around with it, not a bad thing, but I'd be investing more resources in some of the like one-to-one concierge capabilities on your own website, like we're seeing with uh, yeah. Firework, where right. like, or the Best Buy, where you have like a virtual store experience, where you can like have a one-to-one chat with somebody and find out more about the product versus like trying to figure out my right. way around it and I can just do that with my phone. That was my favorite part of the J. Crew story. I'm like, yeah. why don't I just get on FaceTime with the stylist anyway? Right. Because then I can take the clothes off over my head yeah. without having to get them around a massive pair of ski 100%. goggles, which yes. are effectively, that's what they are, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I'm with you. I'm 100% that this is the hype train. Yeah. I mean, and it's expected. You know, people get excited, especially the engineers at the companies. They get excited. They want to try out the latest new thing. And God, love them for it. Like, it's great. Uh, but so, like, at the end of the day, it's hype. The low thing has a little bit more legs to me because I could see like, I could see like interior designers using something like this for their sure. high-end clients to show them what their space is going to look like, which yeah. goes back to the business-to-business play. Right. And we were ops, at Microsoft, yeah. and I asked them, I was like, "What's up with Hololens?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, business-to-business, it's great." Yes. You know, yeah. so it makes sense. But uh, you know, for that reason, I mean, the last point I make too, and you're hitting on with the price tag, it still requires your customer base to do the following. It requires them to have thousands of dollars to spend on a Vision Pro, yes. that's one. Two, you have to hit on a use case that matters to them for this Enough. to be w- yes. worthwhile, right? Which it doesn't sound like these are. And three, in a show me the money year of tech investments, why would you put your eggs in this basket? It, it, it doesn't make sense. So Maybe uh, an egg. No, I think no eggs. I mean, you're, honestly. You're like making up a very tiny omelet on the side and maybe like playing around with it, but not not all the, yeah. We're, we're all resource constrained, you know? So for that yeah. reason, I think you'll see a bunch of announcements coming off the launch, but the ROI won't be there with no. any of them. And so no. this is going to die off. That's what I think. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's close it up. Headline number five, GoPuff has launched a new partnership with Starbucks. According to Grocery Dive again, GoPuff and Starbucks are running a pilot program that uses GoPuff's micro-fulfillment centers to fulfill and deliver orders to customers' doorsteps. Starbucks trained baristas will prepare the drink and food items from GoPuff's micro-fulfillment centers for orders 24 hours a day, which is a key fact here, and deliver them to customers in about 30 minutes. According to the article, GoPuff plans to, quote, double down, end quote, on its partnership with Starbucks, taking on the chain's spring season menu and launching a, quote, Starbucks after dark, a la Build-A-Bear. Right. Uh, Starbucks After Dark campaign to further grow nighttime orders, something Starbucks CEO recently called a fully incremental opportunity. Chris? Oh, man. I remember when this came out, and we were kind of like, huh, huh, yeah. huh. Huh. Where, huh. where do you fall on this now? I still don't know. 
Really? I have gone I have gone back and forth in my head three times since I started preparing for this okay, question. Okay, well, let's talk us through your I mean, your thought process. At first, I was like, okay, I like this. Yeah. Because, you know, it is. It's completely incremental for Starbucks, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you get basically 12 hours of volume that you don't understand. And there are a lot of people that are working night jobs. Like, yeah. I was thinking, I was telling you this morning, I was working overnight logistics. I would have loved to stop in and get oh, a yeah. coffee at Starbucks before I had to go on my shift at overnight logistics when I was working at Target in the stores. Totally. What are your options right now? It's like the gas station or McDonald's maybe or something? Well, and, and that's why I'm skeptical a little bit too. Okay. And so but before I get there, but like I think so like Starbucks is smart. Like put this on GoPuff. Yeah. You know, see if they can make it work, mm -hmm. you know. And the delivery option, you know, is, is also a little bit of a stretch too because I probably want it where I can just drive and go get it. Mm -hmm. on my way to where I'm going because that's the habit that we're in during the day. Sure. Why should our habit be any different at night, right? I guess, And so yeah. then I got to thinking, like, how many people are actually doing this? Because it would be well known for the gas stations, like, how much of their business nighttime is coffee. Sure. Why is there not a QSR business that's open 24 hours that's in this business already? Yeah. So it makes me wonder, actually, how big is big with this idea? That's why I'm kind of skeptical. I mean, I think that the you Worth make shot, you make though. some good points, but yeah, I mean, there is yeah. there could those other brands are also not Starbucks. So like when you think sure. about like it's a not drip, as addictive. a drip yeah. coffee, uh, you know, a McDonald's McCafe latte or Dunkin' Donuts or something like that's yeah. your that's your yeah. baseline. That like to have the full yeah. assortment of Starbucks products yeah. available twenty four hours a day with pretty much no responsibility on Starbucks at all. Yeah. It's GoPuff employees. Yeah. It's GoPuff operations. Like all you're doing is handing over the playbook and being like, these are how you make the drinks. Here's the equipment. Go for it. See what happens. And then if it doesn't work, you pull it. Like you don't have any of the labor entanglements that I think Starbucks would have an issue with if they start tried to start doing a 24 hour operations with all the like um, issues they've had with unions and how much time people are working and stuff like that. Like I just I think that it's a great way for GoPuff to get to be relevant again the 30 minute delivery use case to be relevant again hmm. and a good way for Starbucks to just try and see what happens without messing up anything in their own ecosystem. Yeah, I don't know though. As you're saying that, I'm kind of like even getting more skeptical cuz I'm like why wouldn't you just try a drive-through only or a pickup only store if you're Starbucks at this same time to see where the volume really is? Like why force it through delivery? I don't know. That I you got any more last thoughts on that? I mean, that? I think it's it's you have more scale from GoPuff. Like they're willing to drive further than you are with Starbucks with one person working inside of their store, you know, the a curbside Yeah, I mean the safety only. issue is definitely an issue at night yeah. too for Starbucks. So yeah. yeah, that's that's true. All right, Chris, let's go to the lightning round. Uh, Chris, we're at a logistics and delivery conference. What is the best delivery experience you've had recently? Oh, wow. Uh, probably Walgreens. I've talked about it on the show before, but Walgreens prescription delivery is pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. Super easy interface. Mm -hmm. Have you used it yet? Oh, yeah. It's you great. did. You tried it. I did. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. Like the fact that it's free just doesn't I don't I still don't understand how that pencils, but uh, it was incredible and fast and like, yeah, and it was my delivery was connected to my DoorDash app. So like I oh. got the, the alerts through DoorDash that it was oh. coming, which I thought was really oh, great too. Cool. I didn't that's get those in the Walgreens app. So I was like, this is awesome. I'll wow. take this all day. All right, yeah, it's pretty slick. If you haven't tried it, I highly encourage people to. All right, now I'm gonna take a page out of Oscar, the Oscar Meyer Wiener Mobile for this next question, Anne. Which coincidentally, I saw filling up at a local gas station by our house recently. Really? Yeah, I did. I did. It was spotted out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, oh, there's the Wienermobile. But anyway, and McDonald's plans to take the Hamburglar on a coast-to-coast -to -coast tour in a vehicle called the Burger Cuda. Ooh. 
which is a custom 1970 Plymouth Barracuda. Nice. So my question is, the Wienermobile or the Barracuda? Which vehicle would the you Burger most want to take a ride in? The, the Obviously, ooh, Barracuda. It's really? like one of my favorite heart songs of all time. So is it? yes, I would definitely, and one of the greatest rock songs ever. So you've got to go with the It Barracuda. is a great rock the song. The Barracuda. Yeah, although the Wienermobile is kind of fun too. Oh, God. That thing couldn't go anywhere. The Barracuda is going to be like zipping all around town. <laughs> it's pretty funny seeing it at a gas station. I gotta, I'm not going to lie. Um, okay, Chris, new Macy's CEO, Tony Spring, takes the reins at Macy's this week. If you're Tony, what's the first thing on your first day to-do list? Oh, that's easy. I think with all the activist uh, action going on there, I would, I honestly, I think the right move in general, regardless of that action, is to spin off Bloomingdale's. Okay. I think so. I mean, I think there's just so much value to be captured if you try to do that. So. Yeah, makes sense. All right, last one. Neuralink, yes. Elon Musk's brain chip startup that has implanted its first chip inside of a human mm-hmm. is now, that, that was not a good sentence, Ann. I did not write that sentence well. Neuralink, which is Elon Musk's brain chip startup, has successfully okay. implanted its first okay. chip okay, in a it. human. That's yes. what I meant to yes. say. If you could implant a chip in your husband's brain mm-hmm. to get him to do anything on command, Ooh. what would it be? I know everyone at home is thinking, oh, my God, what, Quite would, a loaded I, question. what would my answer be to this question? I think that I would have him read my Neuralink chip and find my to-do list and do all the things on it so I don't have to ask him to do things. Uh, oh. he's, he's great. Like, he does everything that I ask him to do. I just want him to read my mind. So you so want your mind to, to connect, like, via Bluetooth? Yes. I would just <laughs> like to Bluetooth my to-do list into his, and then he will do it. I just forget to tell him oh my God, things that sounds that like I a need. husband's worst nightmare. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be a mess. Sci-fi come to life. All right. That's a movie in the making right there. We should make that movie. All right. Happy birthday today to Chris Rock. James Spader, and to the man who got me to learn the two-step in high school to impress a girl, the great Garth Brooks. Just remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk, the only retail media outlet run by two former executives from a current top 10 U.S. retailer. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news, and our daily newsletter tells you all the things you need to know each day and also features special content that is exclusive to us. And we do it all just for you. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. You can follow us today by simply going to youtube.com slash Retail. So until next week, on behalf of us, of us at OmniTalk, and again, thank you to the Manifest Conference for hosting our work here all week long in Vegas. As always, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer goods companies be on the right side of disruption. And Avalara. Avalara makes tax compliance faster, easier, more accurate, and more reliable for 30,000-plus business and government customers in over 90 countries. Avalara leverages 1,200-plus signed partner integrations to power tax calculations, document management, tax return filing, and tax content access. Visit avalara.com to improve your compliance journey. And Williot. Williot's ambient IoT visibility platform powered by battery-free Bluetooth tags eliminates scanning for real-time end-to-end inventory visibility. For more information, head to williot.com slash Omnitalk. And TGW. Revolutionize your grocery supply chain with TGW. Their experts tailor automation solutions to your needs, ensuring you have the edge. 
Work with TGW before your competition does. Discover more at tgw-group.com. And finally, Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest-free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.